Greetings. Welcome to Community Spotlight, where we share news that you can use. Sometimes it's entertainment or motivation or education. We air every Sunday on WKDU 91.7 FM in Philadelphia. And also you can stream us worldwide at www.wkdu.org slash listen now. I am Sherry Pennington. I am the founder and host of Community Spotlight, and thank you for joining us today. My guest today, I'm going to give you some background information. Firstly, I want to say I met her at the Miss Black America pageant and was really impressed just by her whole demeanor, her poise, and all those sort of things. Her name is Gabrielle K. Wilson, and she just passed the crown from serving a year's role in the role of Miss Black America. She's a former student assistant for the Office of the President at Loyola Marymount University and an intern for Los Angeles City Mayor, Eric Garcetti. Gabrielle has utilized her experience from the university and municipal offices to provide opportunities for her community. She's a recent Clinton Global Initiative University Fellow, was named by the Hilton School of Business as the Fred Keisner Social Student Entrepreneur of the Year, a College Board of Trustees Scholar and the President Awardee. She's acquired numerous awards for leadership, entrepreneurship, and community service endeavors from several academic and public institutions. Gabrielle K. Wilson is the founder of Code with Gab, and that's like an educational platform that aims to help students learn the technical and professional skills to work in tech. Her initiatives have gained international recognition in tech, and she was awarded the Clinton Foundation's Code for Impact. Ms. Wilson studied data analytics with an emphasis in computer science at Mission College and is currently a mergers and acquisitions analyst in tech. Her undergraduate degree in political science and business economics was obtained from Loyola University. This young lady is the founder of Piku Box, an educational subscription club for feminine hygiene. Most recently, as I told you in the beginning, she served as the 54th Miss Black America and made history as the first winner to represent the Golden State in over 50 years. And with that, you know, I welcome you, Gabrielle. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. Thank you so much, Ms. Sherry. I am so excited for this opportunity and to be here with you today. Hello, everyone. Yes, yes. So again, I, I want my audience to know and certain things, we're going to delve into all the different things that you've done, but I was most impressed again about your poise, um, your articulation. And when I asked you, well, how did that feel about being Miss Black America? So I kind of want to ask, first of all, why did you even get involved in that? Yes. Yeah, so 
I first got, and thank you so much for that question. I first got involved with pageants since I was a little girl. I was one of those little girls that you might've seen on those TV shows, like Little Miss Perfect. Um, so ever since I was a child, I competed in pageants. And coming out, you know, um, from throughout the different ages and stages of my of my life, coming out and, you know, looking at the different types of the different types of pageant systems and wanting to know which system I wanted to enter in next, I had always had my heart set on the Miss Black America pageant. That's actually which was the springboard that prompted me into doing pageants as a child. When I was a little girl, I was thumbing through um, photo albums. So that's something that, you know, my family collects. And I remember seeing this picture of my mother and how beautiful she looked. And that picture was actually snapped back when she did the Miss Black America pageant. So ever since then, I was like, I wanna be Miss Black America one day. She was uh, Miss Black America California. So I just wanted to like go into her footsteps. I was like, mom, me, this is something that I wanna do. And I just became like hooked. And from there that really launched the rest of my career into doing pageants and any pageant that you can imagine, everything from small and local pageants to also larger scale pageants. And then, you know, finally I told my mom, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do the Miss Black America pageant. And then from there, um, I entered. So what exactly was it about it besides your mother being in it? Was it any of the, um, I guess, benefits that came along with it? Or was it for the recognition? Yeah, so... For me, and my mother had told me, you know, just what really came along with that was really understanding the history of the pageant from when it was first founded um, by Mr. J. Morris Anderson and, you know, wanting to create a platform that really celebrate Black women, celebrated their beauty, celebrated their intellect, celebrated how valuable, how treasured they are in a public platform, in a public media platform, in a public space, when at that time, and many can argue today in 2024, those images aren't necessarily celebrated. We see, you know, predominantly in the media, almost three different three different archetypes of Black women being represented. That's them either being angry, them being a caretaker, or them being over-sexualized. We see that, you know, there's a large proliferation of that. So being able to, you know, again, the incredible Mr. J. Morris Anderson, just seeing that, seeing that vision and wanting to make sure to say, just because you see that in the media, that is completely far from the truth. We are, you know, we're daughters, we're sisters, we are servants to our community. We are, we volunteer, we're philanthropists, we're educated, you know, we are, you know, hopefully soon to be um, wives and mothers as well. And being able to show a beautiful image of that, a healthy, normal image of that, which I felt was extremely refreshing. And that was something that I wanted to be a proud, be a part of seeing previous queens, all the incredible work that they did, not just leading up to, not just during their reign or after. I knew that in wanting to compete in this pageant, that this would be a lifelong commitment to really giving myself to this type of cause, to such an incredible organization with a great, with a great mission to really help Black women, showing them their value and their worth, 
planting the seeds of positivity in terms of understanding positivity is those positive images, positive image of self, positive image in the media, and just positive representation to then reap those flowers of success and seeing the success that comes out like the success that comes from that when they show up in a positive space and in a space that really highlights the beauty and the best of Black women. Well said, very well said. And what is interesting, having participated in that audience and seeing some of the prior uh, Miss Black Americas speak and to see all the things that they have accomplished throughout their lives. And again, everybody just exuded such positivity, such self-esteem, you know, it, everybody seemed really royal, which was kind of shocking to me. To be honest, the only one I kind of remember ever watching, I remember Vanessa Williams winning one year, then they took it from her, then another year, another Black woman, and then it kind of faded away for me. But, I, you know, I'm excited that you stayed in there and hung in there and did what you did. So what was the preparation like before you um, actually became a candidate and won. So the preparation that really went into it, and I would love to say it took years to get there because it really did. Okay. But in terms of if we're starting from when I, you know, made the declaration that that was something that I wanted to do, that I was ready to compete, it really, I prepared for different types of pageants. But understanding the significance that this pageant carried, I knew that I had to have a different type of approach to it. I had to be able to treat it with sensitivity. I had to treat it with, you know, with a red carpet treatment, with the full service gloves, and just really wanted to handle it with care. As we might see on packages, you know, treat it like a very fine, fine piece of crystal because of the legacy of the pageant. So what went into my preparation was, you know, at glance, being prepared mentally. I think that's really where it starts there. Being able to show that I am worthy, I am valuable, because as you said, in seeing those previous queens, and I'd done so much research on the previous queens uh -huh. and the incredible work that they've done, I was like, oh no, I gotta show up. I gotta pull out all the stops, you, everything that I can just, you know, throw into this pageant and throwing my all into it. And just knowing and having the mental, being in the mental space of knowing that I am able to do it. Yes, you can prepare for swim. Yes, you can prepare for your talent, which you see in the back. Mine happened to be speed painting, and that was actually what I painted um, during the competition. You can prepare for all of those things, but you also have to prepare and have the mindset. Many people say when it comes to Miss Black America, the pageant starts the day that you get on that plane, the way, the day that you get in that car and that you get ready to be able to declare yourself as being Miss Black America. You have to do the fundraising, you know, for the pageant um, to really just being able to, I look at it as an opportunity to highlight different Black businesses for them to also know about the pageant and getting them that national recognition. But all of those different aspects and all of those different, all of those different um, facets of the pageant is really is what makes a queen well-rounded. Okay, so when you say fundraising, I'm not sure. What, what do you mean by that? 
So for fundraising and pageants, it is um, it is an industry standard where there is an entry an entry fee, and that just really covers the logistics for the pageant. That covers, you know, your your travel while you're there, your food, your your lodging, and everything. Anything that might be mis miscellaneous, being able to help, you know, pay for also like the staff that's there. So being able to pay for, you know, your different choreographers, your just all of those different aspects, okay. people that help and do like the camera and everything so it's very much so well known but it's you have a sponsorship booklet this is really exciting because this is where you get the opportunity and exciting chance to announce that you're running for Miss Black America which makes everyone so excited they can be able to feature their business or just really can be able to support you while you're on your journey gotcha gotcha and so I also know that everybody must have a platform I guess that they need to move forward with right and become yeah. Miss Black America. So what was your platform, Gabrielle? So my platform was about closing the opportunity divide, more specifically closing the opportunity divide for Black people who want to work in tech. Okay. Really, it's, it's about, it's a workforce development initiative. It's something that I'm extremely passionate about because that is how I really started my career in tech. So I currently work in tech. I work in intelligence, which I know that we see this as a buzzword that goes all around those things that go into business intelligence, artificial intelligence, data intelligence, data engineering. I really work with all of that. And it really would not have never been able to happen had I had not worked with my program that really introduced me to tech. And that was the Europe program. So the Europe program is basically a program that really helps minorities um, to be able to give them the skills that they need, the technical skills to be able to pursue a career in tech. So I went off and I studied in data analytics and that was where um, in the program that I did. And then I did that at, we did that at Europe and graduated at the top of my program. And then once you're done with graduation, you then get placed. So I got placed at my um, internship at a big tech company. And from there, got the incredible opportunity to be converted full time. And with that opportunity, I would be remiss if I didn't say it completely changed my life. Mm -hmm. It changed the opportunities that I knew were even out there, jobs that I didn't even know that were available, that I didn't even know that I was capable of doing. But once I had the opportunity to really create a skill, build on that skill and learn on those that skill throughout different stepping stones and just seeing that it takes long growth just as with anything that you do, I was able to really have the opportunity to have the career that I have right now, which I love to call being a nerd and just working in tech. And I just want to share that passion with other Black people because I know they're capable, they're smart, and it is not as hard in the slightest as they make it seem. Beautiful. And you are so absolutely right. Tech is everything nowadays. It's just so everything. And some folks in the Black community in particular have been left behind. There are more STEM initiative and STEAM initiatives going on, which is a great thing. But I think the word continues to, need, needs to be continually gotten out there. So I applaud you for that and wish you much success. So tell us, so you said data analytics kind of is what you're doing now. Um, and I know you're in mergers and acquisitions. Let's talk about that part of your life. 
Okay. So, yeah, so in data analytics, what I specifically do um, in working in M&A, so that's mergers and acquisitions, that's just the fancy word for we buy businesses. That's basically what you do. There's You could think of buying a business almost like buying a house or buying real estate. It's an entire industry that does this. Let's say you want to go and buy like a, you want to buy like a phone store or like a, like a Metro PCS store, or I don't know if I could mention a brand or anything like that so go ahead okay so let's say you want to like go and buy something or you want to buy like a fast food um franchise type of a thing there's people that can go in or dry cleaners you could go in and you could buy businesses so what we do um at my company is we go and we buy businesses people create different types of companies or they create different types of software and we go in and buy that where i specifically come in in my role is I help and I support with the aspect of making sure that as you buy the business, ensuring that it's successful. Because just because you buy a business, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a success. You can buy a business and if you don't have the right plan for it, it can absolutely fail. So making sure that when it comes to integrating the technologies or bringing the technologies into our, my company, that it's successful, bringing um, you know the different aspects of like go to market business operations, technology and product. And then there's also other aspects, you know, within within M&A where there's, you know, the beginning side of it, where if you work on the buy side or the sell side, you go in, you find companies and it's like, do I think this company would be great? I think it might be great. You know, you make a reason why. And then from there you go through and you see, well, if we bought it for this amount, how much do we think that we can make off of it? How much value do you think that it can add? So being able to use and look at data to then be able to paint and tell a story of different scenarios of if we go and we do this or we make this decision, here's the possible outcome or the possible success that we can have from it. So that's just roundabout way of what I do. It's just, you know, I help leaders make decisions by using numbers. I can go into so many different aspects of that, but the most important thing that I want everyone to understand is I know what it might sound like, but I promise you it is so much fun. It's such a rewarding opportunity. And more than anything, it has helped educate me on finances, how different things work, so that hopefully one day when it comes to helping and supporting Black businesses that want to sell their companies or they want to buy companies, being able to help them and make sure that they are successful in doing that. Well, that sounds really heavy and a very you know important role in Mergers and acquisitions, period. So good for you. Good for you, Gabrielle. Again, so now we're going to flip the script again and go back to the Miss Black America piece of it. And I just want to ask you, like, what are some of the most memorable moments or initiatives during your time as Miss Black America? And how have they impacted you personally and professionally? Oh, my goodness. Um, Top of mind in terms of what has been an initiative, again, it has been about closing the opportunity divide, really educating people, which is what I, you know, I, I recently actually just published an article last week about it, of how Black people are the most vulnerable demographic when it comes to technology. So being able to champion that and more than anything from speaking about that, you know, in the pandemic, we saw such a influx of hiring for black talent working in tech. But, you know, just three years later, 
those numbers or many of them leaving the industry and wanting to figure out why is that? And that's because a lot of them were not placed. They were placed at tech companies, but they were not placed in technical roles. So bringing education, bringing advocacy to that. So what was so much exciting about my role, and I promise you I'm going to close this together and make a big picture with it, but being able to go to CBC and advocate for that, which is the Congressional Black Caucus. So this incredible initiative, which is called Tech, it was originally Tech 2020, but now it's Tech 2025. And that is educating, you know, our different policy leaders, our decision makers, and our politicians on the importance of investment into technical workforce development for black talent. So of course, I also had a lot of fun there too. Got to host some incredible events. This upcoming year, I'm so excited to be hosting my own event. So I'm you know, I'm working on that now. So be prepared to see me at CBC. Okay. I'll make sure to send you all the following information, but really just creating those institutions that we see so many other demographics have, creating that for ourselves as not just young professionals, not just as professionals, but also just people who are working in tech or those who are passionate about tech, those that might be curious in tech, just wanting to create those opportunities. Some other special moments is has been for me has been also being able to go into different schools. I love children. I am a teacher at heart, um, which is why, you know, creating my platform Code with Gab, just being able to share that with them. So Code with Gab is a platform that I have where I go into and I demystify and I break down just understanding the test technical aspects. I actually, um, I know how to code in different types of languages, you know, at a basic level, HTML, CSS, you can think of that as like for websites, Python, which is um, something that really, there's so many things you can, it's always a debate on like Python and JavaScript and, you know, everything else, but Python that is really used for, um, that you can really use in terms of those who work in data analytics and data engineering. And then there's other, um, many other things that you can do um, with Python as well in terms of, you know, just like building blocks, but really going through and explaining these concepts because I remember when I had these concepts explained to me in the beginning I was like what you know I'm not gonna do like I'm not gonna make it this is way too hard but being able to explain it and make it approachable making it fun like just having it being fun um, I really saw has been a game changer so having the opportunity to volunteer and work with different organizations and everything it has been such an incredible time just really being able to, you know, just really go across the country and educate everyone. Excellent. So you mentioned all these different languages. I recently completed a program that was code, no code. So, Mm -hmm. you know, since you have a tech background, how do you see uh, the no code softwares and capabilities impacting those that are going to school for code? I mean, would you still having gone through what you have, recommend that, uh, I mean, it's always good to have the historical thing, I understand that, but what do you see the future in terms of really becoming a coder or should you look at no code, for example? I think that that's a very targeted question and I can't believe you asked me that because I'm like, okay, which hat do I put on? Okay. I think that, you know, I'm like, hmm, let me try to figure out how to answer this one. But okay. I will say that the no coding being able to have that, it brings about different opportunities. And that's just really what it's all about. 
Okay. Of course, there is always the traditional way, which I always feel that having those building blocks are always important to have. Knowing how to understand what exactly does print hello world mean. That's like a little, you know, for those who are the techies out there, they might get that. But um, being able to have those fundamentals and those building blocks of being able to know what it is that you are looking to develop, understanding like the software development life cycle, all of those different things are important. Now, I understand that college is not for everyone. Absolutely. And sometimes there's also many opportunities, many, you know, boot camps, workforce development programs that many people have seen success in. So my thing is figure out what works best for you in your campaign? What works best for you in your mission? What works best for you in your lifestyle? Because the last thing I would want someone to do is to get into something and like struggle and not being able to complete it. You know, when when they can have another opportunity where it might be a different type of program, but a program nonetheless that's giving them the opportunity. So of course, I am always, you know, love the building blocks because in the future, when you're having to figure out and solve these problems, you want to be able to know what exactly do you need to ask help for? What exactly is it that you need to look up? So I do find and I understand and I see the value in that, but I also see the other opportunities that we're seeing the entire industry making a turn to. Very good, Gabrielle. It's obvious that you have really thought on all of these things before and your life has really allowed and afforded you the opportunity to continue to build and grow and share. And um, my, my question for you is, what would you give or what type of advice would you give to the new Miss Black America or to young women aspiring for this title as well? I would say the most important thing is know who they are and what they represent. And understanding, you know, the, the awesome legacy and opportunity that this is. I would say, you know, when it comes to who you are and represent, of course, me, I'm always going to wear not just my crown, but my technical hat of understanding like the importance of positive image, positive self-image and positive image of Black women in the media. So understanding that everything that they like, everything that they share Everything that they comment on has an impact, anything that they say. So to be mindful of that and to constantly be in a space also of always wanting to grow as well. That's also another thing is you know, being Miss Black America is almost like being in a teaching hospital. You're always, there's going to be always many different teachable moments. There's always going to be opportunities to learn. So just be open to it and say yes to as many things as possible. Well, Even if you might feel like, is this, do I fit in this? Does this what the normal person looks like that wants to do this? Know that whatever your passion is, you won't be able to find it unless you go and try those things out and just give it a shot. And if you fail, that's also a good thing too, because you can mark it off the list and say, okay, either I've really learned from that, or I know that I don't want to do that. So let's go ahead and move on and see, you know, what's the next adventure. Well, you know, girl, time has run out already. I mean, you said many mouthfuls. We have only a minute left. Can you believe 30 minutes has gone by that 
that quickly. So I, you know, I really want to thank you for being here with me. And um, any last thought that you want to say to the community at large? You just said try it. I love that. Any additional thought? Because we got one minute. <laughs> I would just say my I I believe in us. I know that we are incredible, an incredible type, an incredible human being. We're an incredible people. We have an incredible history. We have an incredible impact and in that we are more than enough. I love you. I'm so proud and I'm so thankful to be black. And thank you so much again for everything. And I'm happy to have represented you. And thank you so much. So if people want more information about you, is there a website or anything they can go to? Yes, they can go to GabrielleKWilson.com. Not to be confused with Gabriella Wilson, who is one of my favorites, her, but GabrielleKWilson.com. So that's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-K-Wilson-W-I-L-S-O-N.com. You can also look me up online, same thing as well. You can find me on LinkedIn and everything. So I'm more than happy and excited for any opportunities to connect. Thank you. So you guys go check her out. Gabrielle K. Wilson, check her out. Um, she's the exiting Miss Black America, phenomenal woman with a lot going on. We thank you all for listening. We hope that you've learned and been inspired by this conversation. And if you have news that you think that we can use, by all means, reach out to us. You can reach out at uh, Sherry Pennington, WKDU.org, or focus on Community Spotlight. So we ask as we're still in the new year, y'all stay in peace, be peaceful, you know, and just keep your head up high. And whatever you do, by all means, just put those guns down.